bit, but you know, you're good. Hey, man, you stay. We're trying to start the show, but this is Mumble Mouth Talk. And welcome in to Beyond Mechanics. Ron Calloway, former major leaguer, joined in by Termel Sledge, my former roommate in the minor leagues. Put him in a lot of headlocks, choked him out a few times, talking crazy. He's also been a minor league hitting coach with the Dodgers and a major league hitting coach with the Chicago Cubs. Welcome in, knucklehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen this man in about what 15, 16 years, man. I thought he was, I thought he left left this earth. But uh, this is the first time I'm seeing you in person and uh, you're still ugly. So yeah, I yeah, appreciate hey, it. Hey, hey, yeah. don't make me start talking about Sharon, man. Don't make me start talking about Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you earlier? Hey, hey, man. My sister looks exactly same face, hey. long hair. So his, his sister got a crush on me and he never could get over that. Anyway, I brought you on here, man. I've been talking to these young kids a lot about hitting. And, you know, you and I really taught each other how to hit back in them days. And Duke, nah, we was in Harrisburg. We played we play in the big leagues together, too. We played everywhere together and we was always roommates and both of us got similar backgrounds. We were, I think you were eighth round pick. I was an eighth round pick, which ain't shit. A lot of, a lot of people think eighth round picks is something special. Eighth round picks ain't nothing special. And so we were eighth round picks. We both got traded. You started off with Seattle. I started off with Arizona. We both ended up in, in Montreal. And you said something to me when we were talking offline you said we made it to places we didn't have no business going talk to the people which what did you mean by that sledge where did we go that we had no business going because i agree with you but i want you to explain it to the audience look i work with kids now talk with kids now and and look at their size everyone thinks you gotta they look on tv you gotta be six six run like the wind you know and I was thinking about, yeah, my senior in high school, I was 5'8", 140 pounds, soaking wet. And I remember when I was 13 years old, I looked at, yeah, I'm, I'm old, yeah. Uh, in my early 40s, my dad had a box TV and you only had three channels, WGN, actually two, WGN, TBS. The Braves are on Chicago or the Dodgers. And I seen the Mets in the right field of Daryl Strawberry, I was 13. I said, that's what I want to do. 5'8", 140 pounds. I didn't see it. You know, I was just my own bubble. I, said, I, was, I was lucky enough that people didn't mess me up. Yeah, I stayed in my own bubble. Right. But I remember, remember signing my first pro year. You had guys from other countries throwing balls behind home plate over center field. Rafael Soriano, mm-hmm. a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I hit the same average that year. I was 22 my first year in pro ball. Mm-hmm. And you know who hit the same, had the same average as me? A 16-year-old Australian kid. Mm-hmm. 16. Chris Snelling. Right. How, how much talent? And I looked at myself. I said, I got no chance. Like, like I said, this is pro ball? Mm-hmm. But I just did what I, I did. I put my head down, grinded and became my best hitting coach. And I, I knew preparation, preparation was everything. Nothing breeds comp- confidence, but preparation. I think that's mm-hmm. what people don't understand. I think that's where even 
I got lost or everyone gets lost later in life. When you get things, you forget to love the work. You know, you, you love the work. You never could fail. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. you love, you truly love the work. You never could fail, man. Like what could go wrong? But how many of us actually love the work? You know, is the question. Well, well said, well said. You know, on a on an earlier podcast, Sledge, I told the guys about my experience when I first got to pro ball. And I told them, man, I never seen so many guys run a six five sixty. I never seen so many guys with a cannon for an arm. And I remember coming back home and talking to Shooty Babbitt, who drafted me. Dude does a lot of broadcasting for Oakland right now. But I remember telling Shooty Babbitt, man, hey, I ain't got as much talent. I'm not built like that. I ain't got that kind of talent, man. I don't, I don't understand how I'm supposed to get to the big leagues. And he told me, man, if you continue to learn how to play the game, understand who you are, do what you can do, you'll see in about three years, half them dudes won't even be around. And he was right. And he was right, Sledge. So I agree with you when you said that. Like, man, how the hell did we last so many years? How did we get to the big leagues? Hell, you went to Japan. You played in the big leagues. You coached. And it's like, we wasn't, we wasn't guys that they looked at and thought, man, in three years, he going to be starting in center field for us for the next 10 years. That wasn't us. Right? So you talked oh. about high school a little bit and being 5'8". Mm -hmm. Shit, you wouldn't even get a look these days, Sludge. But you were 5'8". You're in high school. And see, I know that you went to a couple different Division I programs. Take us through that. Where did you do? Where did you go when you left high school? You know what? I here, Here's what kind of uh, dumb knucklehead I was. I left high school with my, my dad. He was in the Army. So after high school, you know, I get high school year. I was like, well, I'm going to go to JC, play, uh, you know, some baseball. or I'm going to go to the Army. And luckily, I had a, a local Division One coach, you know, scouted me, uh, Cal State Northridge. Uh, Adam Kennedy went there. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Fick went there. Mm -hmm. And he offered me a, a, a $500 scholarship. I was like, man, it was a scholarship? I felt like I was going to University of Texas or something, you know, <laughs> UT, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that was me, U UT. You, you, couldn't, you could never get in there. No. Well, you ain't good enough. You ain't but good enough. Make sure, make sure you tell your, uh, you know, your audience who taught you how to hit. You know, this, this man right here. <laughs> You've been hiding away from for fifteen years. You know? Hey, I'm gonna tell so, you. You you taught me a lot, and every time I tell a kid something that you taught me, I make sure. Hey, my homeboy Sledge taught me this back in 2001. We sitting in the in the bunk beds out in Harrisburg or something. Yeah, yeah, but well, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we did. Hey, I cite my work. I cite my work. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. But hey, <laughs> I, I thought you were not not on this earth anymore, so I couldn't. You know, I felt bad <laughs> reciting <laughs> reciting your name. I mean, I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> okay, so you get to Northridge, five hundred dollars yeah, scholarship. Hey, hey, this was a pivotal point in, in my in my life, in my, in my career. And I remember you mentioned my eldest sister, uh, Sharon, whatever. I was sitting outside. This was back then when your coaches could be hardcore. You know, it was like one of our first practices, 
uh, the coaches can be around and you had to face the machine, the buzz machine, you know, it looked like 95. You know what I mean? You played over the line against a guy and he came to me over, he came to me like a big smile. He said, how many runs you score? I was like, nothing, you know? And he's like, that smile went to anger. And he looked at me, he's like, you're telling me you scored zero runs on a fucking machine doing the same fucking pitch down the fucking middle every fucking time you scored zero fucking runs with no fucking fans. Get the fuck out of my face. That's what he told me. Yeah. That's, told that's, that's what he should have told you. Yeah. That's what he told me. So, yeah, we went on. And he was notorious. And freshmen's man, everyone quit. Everyone quit, man. I was sitting outside my car. I remember calling my sister, whatever. It was like two. If you're late, you off the team. It was two minutes before, man. I called my sister. I was like, man, I think this is it. Like, yeah, man, I hate this coach, man. And she was like, you know, why don't you just give it one more day? And I, I did. Walked in there, you know, my little puppy face, whatever. And, I don't know. For some reason, he was smiling that day. <laughs> it worked out. But yeah, that, that dude, yeah, he he was a badass. Yeah, Mike Batesel, you know, Fresno State right now, man. He taught me, yeah, he taught me how to hit, man. Yeah, but went there and then um, a small, small Division One school. The, the program dropped. Uh, I was in a Cape Cod league. Heard it drop. Got different offers and I ended up going uh, locally to uh, Long Beach State. You know. Uh, Great program, great coach, Dave Snow. Went over there and yeah, just like I said, I, I wasn't thinking of anything. I just, I just love to be the best. And I think my mom always said something. She was like, uh, "If you love doing it, just do it. If you, you don't like doing it, like stop doing it." You know, it's really and, simple. Yeah, really, really that simple. And I had all the baggage. Weight on my shoulders, you know, Tamil's whatever, Tamil Sledge coming in to be a leadoff guy, carried the team. And, and I think I had, I had a, I'm pretty notorious for having the worst starts, you know, in, yeah. uh, in the season. You know what I'm saying? I think I was like five for 60 or something. Man, I just, yeah, I just looked in the mirror. I was like, man, what the, what the heck am I doing, man? I'm not, I'm not even having fun. Mm. You know, so then I was like, I'm going to start over. Just have some fun, relax, and then like, and put some ass mm-hmm. and start competing, and and things start working out, you know, from there. And it, it never stopped though. Yeah, you like you, yeah, you have it never stopped. Yeah, mm-hmm. all American, whatever. Think you can get drafted, whatever. Top mm-hmm. rounds, drafted in forty fifth round. Forty mm-hmm. fifth mm-hmm. round. Now you're you're playing mind games with yourself. Oh, too small, <laughs> too whatever. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Whatever, and I remember, you know what I did? 45th or 45th round, my crazy ass stuck to number 45 papers all over my room. 45th round, 45th round, 45th round. And, and that's all it seems, 45th round, 45th round. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was right or wrong at that time, but that's what I did. The mm-hmm. next year I got drafted in the eighth round, and yeah, and then a few years later, start seeing your ugly bug. hey hey man you know we spent a lot of time in the minor leagues man (laughs) with a lot of time in the minor leagues and i I tell people all the time 
one of the hardest things to do is to pull yourself out of out of slumps, out of struggles. You got to find ways to make sure you don't have prolonged slumps in the minor league. Hell, shit, a prolonged slump will get you released. So talk to him, Sledge, about the mental approach and things you used to do or we used to do to help keep us out of prolonged slumps. I don't, you know what? I had a talk with a group of kids, I think yesterday, it was about, about confidence. <laughs> and I, I got snuffed on it, man. I'll be honest, because the coach asked me, can you talk to the kids? Like, uh, what, what is confidence? And I was like, or uh, what what does a real, what does competing mean? You know, how, how many coaches have told you, like, just go out there and compete. Just go out there and compete, right? All right, all right, all right. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, nothing compete, to me. Man. Don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> That's coach talk, man. Coach talk. Yeah. So I had to think about it, man. And I came up with it. Maybe everyone has something differently that, that makes them tick. And I was talking to kids. I think I scared a lot of them. Uh, I was like, you know what makes me tick? I love being in the batter's box. And, and it, it feels like I'm in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. I love looking at my opponent's eyes. Mm-hmm. engaging and that detaches me from all all, all fear and all, all everything failure just, just the one-on-one contact man imagine imagine being in a boxing ring right you come in that ring you you know you're gonna whoop this dude's ass right mm-hmm. and he's kicking your ass and you can't do nothing about it you can't say wait till tomorrow you can't say you can't sit on the bench right you can't go to the outfield. You can't do nothing, right? So that's what I love, being in the batter's box like your goddamn boxer. And and I think that's the fun part about sports, baseball, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know why, why baseball is so hard? Man, maybe going off track here, but baseball's a lot tougher. I'm biased because I'm a, whatever, baseball, ex-baseball player, but... NBA, NFL, football, you get contact. You're able to easy, you know, pick up pick up a basketball game. You're easily able to get in that emotional state. In baseball, we got to create it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We got to create it ourselves. So you, you got to think of. So that's why I'm like, maybe confidence is different for everybody. What what makes you makes you tick? I don't know. Maybe some guys are so analytical, uh, technical, whatever. I, who knows? Maybe some guys love love the approach more. You know, sitting on pitches. You know what I mean? Fastball in, hard away. Uh, they know the tails of the catcher, the pitcher. Man on third, less than two outs. They know what the pitcher goes to with runners in scoring position. Maybe that's what you love. Maybe you love. You don't want to talk shit about mechanics, and you love just timing up this baseball. Who knows? So yeah, th- 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 yeah, that's. Tougher question. I thought it was easy because I heard so many times. Just go out there and compete. You know, go out there, be confident. What is that? So, all I know is the more confident I felt in the box, I was prepared. Like I had blood on my hands. I had blood on my hands. Like I was that prepared. And when it was ten percent less, I could feel the fear coming in. And I'm yeah. saying, you know that, Bill. 
Yeah, that, I, I definitely know that feeling. But you know what, man? That's that's what you just said. That's old school, Sledge. That takes me back. That's straight raw. Like, looking the picture in his eyes. Doing anything we can to gain the slightest advantage. Man, I wish I would look you in your eyes and you look away from me. I got you. Got you. One glitch. How many How many bad BPs have we had? Uh, ankle hurts. Tendonitis in the knee. Who dug this hole in the goddamn batter's box? Why does that Wilkerson. goddamn picture look so close? <laughs> Why is the freaking sun, yeah. Sun, no, nah, who stupid batter's eye? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's never, it never ends. It never ends. I, what's going to take that all away? That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. We're, we we were taught leave all the mechanics, do all your mechanics, leave it in the cage, prep work, whatever. But when that live baseball comes, when you come in between the lines, like it's straight competing. You know, like that's the fun of it. Like, or, you know, I may be wrong, but that's what I love. You know, the fun of it. Like, you know, how many times I got you in the headlock, you know, and, and almost body slammed you. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, yo, it's <laughs> shit. Don't put no smut on my name. You're a damn lie. You put me in the head like I used to choke you out. You and two. Both of y'all. She oh, come in here lying. Hey, don't come in here lying to the people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Sledge. I'm going to tell you this, man. Good times, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Because you take you taking me back, man, to... Because we used to talk shit to each other, man. Hey. How you just gonna let that motherfucker take your lunch money like that? Man, you can't let him talk. You can't, man, he just throwing fastballs on you like that. Slash, man, you better get your head out your ass. You know what I mean? And I don't, man, I don't think people take that shit personally no more. I don't think it's personal no more. It's not, man. Yeah, it's just, it's, it drives me nuts, man. Man, I, I, I'm telling you. Hey, we used to have a gang of conversations back at the house when we got home from the game. And really, really, I think we taught ourselves how to get from one level to the next level to the next level. Cause I don't even remember who our hitting coach was half the time. I don't even know. I mean, I forgot, I mean, God bless his heart, our, our big league hitting coach, man, because we became our best hitting coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew him because that dude was hella funny. That was Tom McCraw. That dude was hella funny. And he yeah, introduced yeah, me to John, Jeff Bagwell. He introduced me to... Oh, yeah, <laughs> hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we used to come talk to each other. Like, man, shit. What the fuck is going on, man? But never, man, I don't remember you help spitting a bunch of mechanical shit to me. We ain't talk like that, man. He talked about play coverage. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Play yeah. coverage, especially when you're struggling, split the plate in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And these dudes get easy, man. I tell my kids all the time, man. These uh my uh camp kids, uh all the lessons I do, like we had a Hall of Fame manager though. And I, I tell him I went to him like how do you how you how you hit for more power? How you do it? And you know what he said to me? He's like, Sledge, man. He looked at me like sideways, like, you just do it, man. You just like you just you just go, you know, like it's just very, very simple for him. Like Tim Raines, like, like I do still bases, man. It's like man, you, you get down here, man. You just get in that mindset and you just go. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it back then. You know what I'm saying? You know, I I was like Frank Robinson. I was like, man, 
remember, why, why do you think I hit so much better uh, with run, runners in scoring position? He's like, focus, you idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We both like, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We killed it running the scoring. We were scoring the scoring position. You know why? You know why? The best thing we talk about it, they got their back against the wall. Mm. They got their back mm. against the wall. They're mm. in trouble. Don't let us get a leverage count. Yeah, Don't let no, me yeah. get oh one oh two oh three one. It's yeah. over. No doubt. You better not throw a heater. Don't throw a heater in mm. my house, mm. man. Mm. That's mm. it. Mm. That house, right? That house, that plate. Whoever don't know out there, that plate, you flip it around, it looks exactly like a house. You put a door and two windows right there, and the baseball's coming in or robber's coming in. You're going to let any robber come into your house and take your mama's jewelry, right? Take your, your kid's food, your sister's yeah. food off your plate. That's how we used anything to talk, that too. Crosses, <laughs> that crosses that white, anything that crosses that white, it's going to get hammered. It's gonna yeah. get destroyed. I'm not trying to put a ball in play. Yeah, you're not trying to what? You're not trying to what? I'm not trying to put a ball put a put a ball in play. I'm trying to slice. Hell, ball in half. hell no! We ain't trying to put man. We're trying to do damage. 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 And that and damage. that brings me to this. Hold on, because yeah. See, we reached a point. We reached a point in our career. <laughs> I can remember we sitting there thinking because hell, I remember making an all star team in a ball. Two of them back to back. They sent me back to a ball. What that? Yo, 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 Sledge. And I, I'll never, I'll never forget this conversation we had. I say, Sledge, man, I can't keep making all-star teams, and they keep sending my ass back to A-ball. And you said, you remember this conversation? You said, hey, Callie, would you rather have bat 310 with about eight homers, or would you rather bat 277? With 28 homers. I said 310. You say, well, that's why your ass going back to eight ball. <laughs> so so we had we 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 came to the conclusion that we had to learn and teach ourselves how to hit for power. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, do now. Yeah. Yeah, because we were hitting, we were hitting eight, six homers. Man, that ain't that ain't yeah, good yeah. enough. You play outfield, that's not good enough. So we had to go through this whole transformation, a swing transformation, a mentality yeah. transformation. And in fact, a lot of the stuff I talk about today, as far as a rotation, you taught me that. That's the only thing you ever taught me. You didn't teach me nothing else. And the best thing. And, and I, you remember that. And that year, I went off, I hit about 19, uh, 36 yeah. How doubles. Many backside home runs? How many backside home runs, oppo home runs, right? And getting yeah. the big knees. And you had you had more power, you had almost the same amount of power to the oppo side as a pull side. Yeah, yeah. And How but it, pitch pitch? Yeah. it wasn't until I started hitting them homers till they started moving me up levels. But I remember the conversation. You was like, man, shit, average man, you gotta hit the ball hard out the park. So yeah, we're not trying to put nothing in play, man. We're trying to do yeah. damage. Damage. But we weren't trying to hit home runs, so we weren't trying to Shit, hit home runs, you know. But we were swinging <laughs> up. <laughs> we weren't swinging but up. But no, nobody, nobody talked like that back then. No. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Nobody talked like that back then. I mean, hell, Sledge, we were good athletes, okay? Yeah. And my community college coach talked about 
he used to like to recruit good athletes, guys that can play multiple sports and stuff like that, because you can tell them things, you can teach them things. So like, hey, like my son, whenever we go in the backyard and hit, man, I don't have to tell him what direction to swing. Hey, man, hit the ball over that house over there. Yeah. And he can make his body do whatever the hell it need to do yeah. to hit the ball over that house. I don't have to tell you which direction to swing. Common sense going to tell yeah. you, you, you ain't swing yeah, yeah, the way yeah, you yeah. need to swing. And so that's yeah. how we were. Once, once we had the conversation, he was like, look, we might need to think about doing this, hitting ball for more homers. You don't have to tell me how to do it. We're going to figure it out, you know? Whatever we want. Whatever, whatever we want it, man. We all bleed the same color blood. Why is one better than the other? You know, that's the ultimate question. It's damn sure. Ain't by, ain't by talent. No. Tell you that. No. It's definitely talent not talent. Talent helps, but yeah, we've we seen a whole lot of talent pass us by. Uh, and we passed a whole lot of talent by, too. You know? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Like that guy, they, like that guy we mentioned earlier. Tootie Myers. Tootie can do every damn thing. Run. Tootie was a first-round pick. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Fast twitch. Everything. No. Everything. everything. Kind of got to yeah. do a backflip on his way on the field, you know? But yeah. he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have that, that stuff we talking about, you know? That yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I'm pointing at all you people out there. I'm pointing at, our, at my head right now. Mentality is everything, and emotional statement—it's yeah, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. Hey hard. man, talk to him, talk to him a little bit about your time as a major league hitting coach. What'd you see up there? What were some of the adjustments? What were some of the some of the things that stuck out to you about major leaguers? How they go day to day, or when they struggle, whatever. Talk, talk to him about your major league hitting coach experience. You know what? They're they're human. I think. Um, a lot of people, a lot of kids look at these guys on TV. They think they're superheroes, right? They're human. When they fail, they feel the same way. I think we all feel the same way. We fail. But the only difference, they go back, they work. They're coming in saying, what time's the early word? They come in uh, hitting off the machine, blowing gas, and moving close. Uh, you know, Anthony Rizzo, like he'll hit off the machine from the plate. And move closer and closer. I shit you not. By the time he's five feet away from the machine, hitting off the machine, I don't know, just to challenge him or whatever, to pop him up the, the mood or whatever. And and you could go down the line. All the all these guys are so meticulous, you know, like this, like detail, like like almost OCD, you know, in the sense. But I think we had it in us too. It's just, you know, what I'm saying, like the 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 love of um, of being the best. Like, like what is that? You know, what I'm saying, like the feeling of being on the mountaintop. I remember playing video games with my boy uh, in the minor when I was in AAA <clears throat> to like three, four a.m. Uh, fight night with Jack Cust. Dude was whooping my ass, but I couldn't stop playing. I couldn't stand losing. I was thinking, you know, couldn't stand losing. I said, yeah. So being around these big league guys, man, and you know, the Cubs or Dodgers, man, like they just freaking hate to lose, man. Like they just hate to lose, 
right? It's not okay to lose. They can't even go home, you know? And it just, it, it kills them. It killed us. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. Jack Cuss, one of my teammates too in A-ball. He was with Arizona yeah. when I was over there. And uh, that dude got some serious thump, man. <laughs> Damn. Top three, yeah. I got I got Willie Mo Pena, Jack Cuss, and Russell Van uh, Russell Brandon in my top three. Yeah, I, Hey, that's a hell of a top three. I played with Willie Mo with Boston. He's he's definitely in my top three. Jack Cuss up there, but you know who I got in mind? Brandon Larson. You remember him? Oh, really? LSU. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, hey. yeah, 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 yeah. My daughter Ivy. Yeah. There go Termel yeah. Sledge. Hey, Ivy. And uh, Russell Brayan put on a show for me in AAA Louisville one day. Told me he was going to hit 20 in a row. Sledge, he got about 17. <laughs> <laughs> so he in my top five hey man this is good talk man we may hey, yeah we got to get offline and keep talking about this thing we're working on because it's going to yeah. be huge yeah. but i just i just wanted you to get in here and talk to these youngsters real quick about hitting whatever you whatever you want to talk about if you got something else man you want to lay on them lay it yeah. on well, one last thing yeah you're talking about larson or whatever i was like what what if if we had to turn back the clock and say our goal was to be a first rounder. You think, you know what I'm saying? Like that never yeah. even crossed my mind. I just want to get draft. I want to get to big leagues, get drafted, you know, but only reason I say that I'm around these first rounders and some of them are first overall picks. Like I asked them, was that your goal? It's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. This is going, yeah. I want to be the best high school player in the world. Yeah. It was like, like that was my actual goal. I, I like, I really needed to, pick top three you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i never thought about hitting hitting home runs and bp because that's what we're in taught or hitting awful home runs you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. just program that way what if we would have done it earlier at an age we're hitting doubles and, you know what i mean in the gap versus base hits so well well listen that, man you know I mean? no i have thought about that and 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 that's why i think it's important that people expose themselves to different people that have different ideas. You know, you got to remember, Sledge, we didn't have all this technology. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all these people sharing a bunch of different ideas. What we had was the people we were around. And if you like me, I grew up on the east side of San Jose, man, we wasn't moving around a lot. I stayed in my little area. So I'm listening to the people in my area and that's what they was talking. Nowadays, man, you can get as much information as you want. Now, you might not have the access to that person directly so he can explain it to you, but you can hear things, you know? You got but you got to be in search of it. We we just didn't we didn't we we didn't have that, man. But if we did, man, we I didn't even know I was supposed to hit home runs. I thought I was supposed to steal bases. Hey, yeah, yeah. another quick story. Another quick story. Yeah. <laughs> you you gonna remember this one? I'm sitting there trying my hardest to get to 40 stolen bases one year. Same year I hit 19 homers, and I never forget when you told me, "Hey, you know if you steal 40 this year, they're gonna expect you to steal 40 next year." <laughs> 
Hey, I stopped at 35, Slam. <laughs> I can expect it every year, not next year, every year. And if you don't yeah, get it, it what the hell wrong with Callaway? <laughs> I expect you to be 30 30 every year. <laughs> every year. <laughs> it's the truth, man. So. All right, man, that was Termel Sledge, yeah. former major leaguer, former, shit, Japan. Uh, where else you go? You go to Korea or are you just Korean? I'm just Korean, man. You didn't play in Korea, though. Coach. Okay. Oh, that was that was Lou Collier. Lou Collier played in Korea. One of y'all played in Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sweet Lou, yeah. Sweet Lou. Uh, and uh, former assistant uh, major league hitting coach with uh, Chicago Cubs, man. Appreciate it, Sledge. Yeah, man. Pat Mahomes, man. Hey, man, look at his son, man. Hey, look at that's his son, our own teammate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Pat Mahomes Sr., who would have who thought, man, his son is the best player in the NFL, Pat Mahomes, man. Like, man, I used to hit him fungos in Oklahoma City, and he was out there yeah. in the outfield. Now he's playing quarterback for the Chiefs, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Man. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, man.